Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We are particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Well, hey everyone, welcome along to the show. This is Stephen Mo speaking, and this is another bonus episode because this morning I was in Wellington and I was attending the launch of a report called Structuring for Impact, Evolving Legal Structures for Businesses in New Zealand. And I'd flown up to attend it because I was one of five co-authors who helped pull the report together. And it's something that feels really significant as a blueprint for what the future of business might hold in New Zealand. In particular, thinking about social enterprise and what are the factors that are holding them back and how could we empower them and enable them for a better future. So since I was there at the event, I took along my audio recorder, which I use for Seeds Podcast, and I just hit record before Louise Aitken started speaking from Akina Foundation. And so I thought I'd share the audio of what she had to say in her perspective on what the report was imagining for the future of New Zealand. And so I'm releasing it now, and this is literally less than 10 hours ago that I was there in Wellington. And the reason is that the Radio New Zealand podcast, Two Cents Worth, has said that they're hoping to get some audio from the event. And since I was the only one there who had actually recorded any of the audio, hopefully they can use some of this for their podcast and a shout out to them and all the great work that they're doing. I also want to say a super big shout out to all of the co-authors of the report. So that's Dr. Jane Horan, Philippa Wilkie, Amber Hosking, and Jackson Rowland. And they were a great team to collaborate with on this report. I really enjoyed the whole process. It's literally been going since the middle of last year. And we interviewed more than 20 social enterprises and pulled together this report to summarize some of the difficulties and obstacles they face So if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go to the link that's in the show notes and check out the report. And I'd love to hear feedback from any of you as well, because this isn't something where we've provided the ultimate solution. We've actually suggested potential changes which could help, but we would love to have more engagement and more people involved in the process of coming up with the solutions. And if I can give one other shout out, it's to all the staff of Akina Foundation, whether they're in Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin, or Auckland, or some other location that I don't even know about. You guys are doing a great work, and keep it up. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider checking out some of the other episodes, because this is the 95th one, and there's literally dozens and dozens and dozens of interviews with people doing inspiring things throughout our beautiful country of Aotearoa, New Zealand. There's also a Facebook page, and ratings and reviews on iTunes are always appreciated. Now let's get into this introduction to the report from Louise. Tangata, 
Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I find it's appropriate to um, explain that while I understand that the nuances of what is being said may be lost to some in the audience, please understand that the very height of formality that we can offer uh, to prestigious guests is to greet them in our mother tongue and in the ways of our ancestors. So please know that it's not just the words that are being said, but the manner in which we say them that we honor your presence today. Um, uh, it is truly an honour to be here. This has been a significant journey for many people in this room. Um, some, for a very long time, have been discussing how do we enable organisations who deliver social and environmental good to actually flourish in our economy? And with that, how do we actually redefine what enterprise is? And the journey that we've been on in the last sort of eight to nine months is we had a door open uh, one uh, Minister Parker sent us a letter and he said, I'm not too sure whether there's evidence to show that the structures that are available for businesses to do good, there's issues with. So we decided to walk through that door uh, and with the support of many organisations, uh, many who are here today, we really wanted to uncover what were the problems that exist for organisations who deliver impact through enterprise. As Sir Neville talked about, in our economy, there is structures where you can become a, a charity and you can, you can get all the benefits that sit within that act. And you also can, or you can choose to be a limited liability company. And for probably 400 years, 400 <coughs> metres uh, to the front of the, uh, of the railway station, that worked okay because that was a model where the economy was able to make money on one side and give it to others to generally do good with. And that was fine. But what we've seen, particularly over the last you know, 50, 60, 70 years in our economy in New Zealand, is that's not necessarily a modern way of doing business. And it's certainly not reflective of the way te ao Māori is represented in enterprise. So we've got an opportunity to really think differently. So we did this report. Uh, and we really were problem focused. What are those issues that organisations who are trading in our economy today are finding? So we worked with 20 organisations, 20 social enterprises who are leading their industry, who are absolutely driving social and environmental change within their organisation for the society and the environment in which they operate. We did deep interviews with them to uncover what were the barriers that they faced. And that was fascinating. And you'll be able to read, uh, later on today, you'll be able to read those case studies um, and really get under the hood of some pretty extraordinary organisations. And a lot of people think social enterprise in New Zealand is a couple of young startups. 
um, and certainly they were reflected in the, in the report. But we also took the opportunity to interview and get under the hood of organisations which have 70, 80 years in our economy. Organisations like Kilmarnock, organisations like TradeAid. These are organisations who are deeply complex, who deliver deep, deep social and environmental impact, and they are struggling. So what we wanted to do is look across the spectrum and say, how could we identify those problems? And of course, just because Arkita means to encourage bold action, we couldn't just leave it at the problem. Um, we had to come up with what we think might be a solution. So what we're able to do is really, and I'll use the clicker, it's probably telling me off for that. Um, so the problems were, were really twofold. There were multiple, uh, there were many more problems, but these were the two ones that really shone out um, across those, those 20 companies. One of the biggest issues that organisations who deliver social and environmental impact struggle with is how do you lock that mission? Under a charity, that's easy because you must be able to do that in order to get charitable status. And there's a great regulator uh, who is able to, to maintain that and ensure that that happens. In the limited liability space, that's really hard because how can you ensure that the primary purpose of your business is locked in? How do you make sure that that's visible for a consumer, for an investor, and for an employee? So that was something that often the organisations that we spoke to have been struggling with and have to create really complex legal structures to protect that mission. And as a social enterprise ourselves, we've had to go through that same journey. And thanks to you know, some great partners, we've been able to unlock some pro bono budget to be able to do that. But it is highly expensive if you don't have the privilege like we do. On the other side, Funding becomes an issue. Every organisation who is trading needs the right source of capital in order for them to grow and flourish. What we found through the interviews is sometimes be just because you are a social enterprise or an impact enterprise, you struggle to deal with commercial with the commercial finance. You struggle to be able to convince uh, traditional finance providers that the mission is what you're there for. They struggle to understand actually what does that mean? How do you value that? How do you, you know, deal with the risk that might be associated with that? So what we, what we started to see was a limitation on the access to the capital that's required to deliver increased social and environmental um, impact. So that was, ex you know, it was something new for us to go into the depths that we, that we did. Uh, we got some uh, fantastic case studies to show how organisation have, have not been able to, to grow and flourish. Um, and then what we also looked at was actually, well, what are the solutions? What do we think uh, are those solutions in order to be able to reduce or remove those barriers that social enterprise and impact enterprises are experiencing in, in their growth? And really, there's always going to be an education piece. That's absolutely critical. We've got to work across the ecosystem, and that's from the philanthropic community to understand what the current legislation enables them to do in order to provide early stage capital for social and, and, and uh, community enterprise. We've got to work across the finance sector so that the, particularly those who are working directly with enterprises understand the value of impact. They recognise what that social or environmental impact is doing to the communities and they can take that valuation into their, their, their risk work that they might do in determining what 
um, capital is available. We've got to be able to work particularly with those advisors, and that's the lawyers, that's the accountants, that's the auditors, for them to understand actually what is impact and how can you support an organisation whose primary mission is to increase that social or environmental uh, benefit for the communities. So that's the first bit. Sounds easy, but we've got extraordinary partners like Philanthropy New Zealand and others to be able to go on that journey, and we look forward to kicking that off straight away. Um, what we also um, are looking at is what's the opportunity within current legislation? Um, of course, we're not regulators. We're not legislators. But what we identified as a potential solution whereby we can put the valuation of impact into a very flexible piece of legislation called the Companies Act. So what we're going on now is a journey to try and understand what that might look like, but particularly how do we make it available for organisations to be recognised as impact organisations a status potentially that's available to them where they can be seen to an investor, they can be seen to government, they can be seen to consumers as an organisation primarily to deliver social and environmental impact. That's a world first. There is lots of legislation that exists to support the growth of social enterprise, but they are not right for a New Zealand context. So what we're looking for is a and the next stage is how do we work together to understand what is right for us here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and how can we work in partnership with government to potentially transform to this new way of doing business. Overarching all of that is this change that exists. Everybody here knows that business is different than what it was 400 years ago. We know now it's not enough for just government and philanthropy to solve our social and environmental issues. Business must have a role, and more importantly, they must demonstrate the reduction of the negative, but more importantly, the increase of the positive impact they can have. And we believe that an impact status within the Companies Act would only accelerate that. We know that our government, particularly, is looking at the valuation of business differently. They're doing it within the living standards framework. And we believe that an impact status can demonstrate that within an economy as well. So later this morning, uh, we will be releasing this extraordinary report. Um, this extraordinary report has only been possible because of the journey that we're on to establish the social enterprise sector here in New Zealand. We're doing that in partnership with the Department of Internal Affairs and about 13 ministries uh, who are all excited about the impact that social enterprise can deliver in order to achieve government's objectives. Um, thanks to some work that Bill did uh, last year, we believe that the size of the social enterprise sector is around about 3,711, just about, um, delivering over a billion dollars to the economy. What's missing from that slide is the valuation of the impact. That will not be one billion. It will not be 10 billion. It could potentially be in the hundreds of billions of value to our society and our environment if we have the support of infrastructure for social enterprises and wider impact enterprises to be able to flourish. Uh, so my last point and my last slide before I hand over to my friend is a really big thank you. This has been a significant journey for many people. 
um, there has been a huge amount of collaboration and work across not only Akina and the Department of Internal Affairs, but particularly with our partners. And I'd like to recognise Russell McVeigh, Chapman Tripp, and Stephen from Perry Fields, and being able to give us the expertise from their own legal firms to help us on this journey. I'd also like to acknowledge the one person who I think has got the coolest title in the world, and that's Dr. James standing there, an economic anthropologist who led the research for us. Um, James' understanding of the human economy is extraordinary. And not only did we get such extraordinary outcomes from the research that she led, but she led us on a journey. And she led us to understand what social enterprise could deliver to our economy. So, tēnā Jane. Um, I'd also like to mention Jackson. Jackson is the director of Arkina Invest. Um, he is an extraordinary person in many, many ways, but he has led this piece of work from Arkina with passion, with grace, and with a deep desire to get it done. So it's been extraordinary to walk along this journey with you, Jackson. Um, what I'd also like to do is thank the organisations who took time and lifted the hood. Um, we are so privileged to work with many, many organisations, but these 20 are the epitome of what enterprise should be in our country. They are not only deeply committed to their environmental or social purpose, but God, they're good business people. And we have a privilege of walking al alongside them. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that introduction to the report from Louise. Please do check it out. The link is in the show notes. And I'd be really interested to hear feedback from any of you about what we were concluding might be the future for business in New Zealand. And I have great hopes that if we can come up with something that is really and truly innovative, that this will be a world-leading example that other countries throughout the world can look to and emulate in the future. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please check out the earlier episodes. We're getting close to 100 episodes now. Until next time.